What's up, y'all? You're now listening to the What Now Podcast. I'm Dr. Spencer Dupre, owner of Empower Chiropractic. And I am Dr. Zach Thompson, owner of Within Chiropractic. The purpose of this podcast is to document and share the experiences of two young business owners as we open our own brick and mortar chiropractic practices. Join along as we discuss all of our wins, our losses, insights, and the many, many lessons we learned. As a disclaimer, none of this is ever intended to be medical, legal, or financial advice. You know. Yeah, first off, if you haven't listened to Spencer's solo cast, it was pretty awesome. I obviously was not there, so I had to listen to it myself, and he crushed it. Uh, big props to him there. The thing we wanted to talk about today is, in our intro, we mentioned share, always sharing a win, always sharing our losses, and the many lessons we learned throughout our journey of being entrepreneur and chiropractic business owners. And so today I wanted to touch on a loss that I actually experienced in this past week. And so just to paint the picture, give some, give some feedback. I, unlike Spencer, am not a pediatric chiropractor. So I like to see uh, back pain Bob, as he's described, uh, but I also like to see athletes and things of that nature. However, I still use the inside CLA scans which is phenomenal. And yes, you can use CLA scans and still see adults. It's a crazy concept. But one thing that happened this week was a woman in my community, she uh, is a part of the Improver Group, which is a coaching group I'm a part of. She had to have emergency back surgery. Now, you're probably like, well, it was an emergency. Like what? You couldn't have done much uh, to prevent that. And I say yes to that, but also two or three weeks ago, we were both at a luncheon together. Spencer was actually there. I don't think he was here for this conversation, but we were talking and she had mentioned that she had a microdisectomy uh, a year ago, literally a year ago. And she said it was okay, but now all of a sudden, this was two weeks ago, still she's starting to have some back pain again, starting to have that numbness and tingling going down her leg and things just weren't weren't feeling good. And so I was like, look, like, come on to the office, let's get you scanned, we'll do our tests. See if, you know, we can do anything for you, which obviously we can, but that's just what you got to say in public. And so I was like, come on in. And I guess it got better for a little bit. So she didn't come in. And then finally find out on Monday night, she was rushed to the hospital. They did emergency surgery. They did another microdisectomy. And I just felt like I let her down. Um, and I let my community down. I guess it got to my head you know, winning new business of the year that all of a sudden in five months, I've become the authority on all things back pain, 
numbness, tingling down the leg. And it really made me realize that there's still so much work to be done to be at the forefront of people's minds when they are experiencing these types of things. And so to me, it still felt like a loss that someone that I was in close vicinity with, I would see her probably every other week, whether it was Zoom or in person, did not think to come to their chiropractor two weeks when they started feeling symptoms about back pain. So even something as small, right, in our minds as chiropractors, especially vitalistic chiropractors, we know that we have a far greater impact on the nervous system. And so a lot of the issues we take care of aren't necessarily low back pain. But you would think as an authority in the, in the community that when someone has back pain, they think of their chiropractor. And so it was really just a loss to me. And I know I'm not like holding any grudges or anything of that nature. It just showed me that there's still a lot of work to be done. And it doesn't take, uh, or it takes a, quite a bit longer than five months to become the authority in your office. So that was just a loss I wanted to share. Spencer, cheer the, cheer the crowd up with maybe a win you've had or a loss if you want to share that. <laughs> she doesn't live three minutes from your office.
I mean, just to give you grace there, um, appreciate you sharing that because that's that's a tough tough thing to swallow. Um, and you didn't you didn't share that he eventually came back around, agreed to another month of care because my bad. Finish the story. Finish the story. I think there's, I've, I've definitely been guilty of that myself. Um, but I think really two things, <clears throat> excuse me, two things that I've really picked up on there is when you first get into practice, you see so many quick success stories. Um, and it's, it's amazing. Like it's one of the best parts about getting out of school. Uh, and I think I've shared this, right? Like when you're in student clinic as a, as a student, you might see someone for three months. Um, if you're lucky and you're at Parker and you go and you stay in Dallas, you might see someone for six months or if they follow you to Irving, you see them for six months. And in the, in the grand scheme of things, six months is really just getting to the, the fruit that is uh, true nervous system based chiropractic care. Because first you're just you're removing all the tension, removing all the stress in the body. And so, yeah, their symptoms may be going away, uh, but they're not really feeling like that shift in the sympathetic parasympathetic they're not noticing how well their body's adapting they may have not been sick yet uh, which is a really cool thing after someone's been under care for a long time and they get sick um they bounce back super fast it's just amazing they're like whoa or if it's their kid they're like my kid was only sick for two days like i'm like yeah his nervous system can can be a lot more resilient to, to cold and flus but i say all that because there are there are moments where you feel like you let someone down, especially in care. And so one, a lot of courage for you sharing that because there's plenty of chiropractors that have experienced that. But two, something I've noticed I do, and I'm sure Spencer, just the way you share that story, you experience this too, is when we do have a loss, it can weigh on us a lot heavier 
than the wins that we actually have in our office because we have such a high batting average, if you will, when it comes to success stories, right? And I always think back to baseball because I played it growing up, but to be in the Hall of Fame of baseball, you probably have a 300 batting average, which means every time you go up to the plate, every 10 times you go up to the plate, you get a hit, not a home run, not a double. You get on base, you hit, have a single three out of those 10 times. You're a professional baseball player in the Hall of Fame. You're a, a legend, right? And I think we can put a lot of weight on ourselves, especially early on, to have a 100% batting average or a 900 batting average. It's not how it works, uh, unfortunately. And I think when you're utilizing objective measures and you've trained the adjustment really well and you have certain measures and analysis systems throughout adjusting someone, you're going to have a lot more success than the someone that just you know, pops hopes and praise or whatever that saying is. But, you know, there are going to be those times where you're like, crap, we didn't get the result we wanted. But what I think was so awesome about your story, Spence, was you were willing to admit that, hey, this something we, we missed the boat. I, I under-recommended. We need more care. And because you didn't shy away from that, when the dad was like, hey, let's do two more times, let's do two times a week for another month, instead of you being like, no, I think we're good, Right. He would have noticed so quickly if you uh, opposed what he had said versus agreeing with him or even had you admitted it in the first place and been like, we need to do this another month, two times a week. He would have been very okay with that as he was. And so that's something I would definitely recommend is how, how well can you be in your conviction and in your process while in the fire, if you will. Like when, when something isn't going right, when you have that conviction, when you know your processes, and you're willing to admit, hey, I wasn't necessarily wrong, but I wasn't right. We need to do this a little bit more often. People more often than not are okay, right? They're okay with humility. They don't appreciate you skimping them. And and that's really the two big things I took away from that. So thanks for sharing that, Spence.
they may they may feel good right and that's a huge conversation that i love to have um and spencer and i have friends that in close close mentors of us that were a few years ahead of us in school where they're more uh membership based so it's come in once a month or once a week and make sure you feel good and i tell people in our consultation is look i care the thing i care the most about is making sure you feel good but on top of that the second most important thing i care about is this little white dot and that's on the hrv because that measures how well their nervous system is functioning and they kind of look at me like this little white dot on this rainbow graph okay but then i go and explain it a little bit more but i care so much about how well someone is functioning because i know when they're functioning at the highest potential that's when they're really starting to experience the beautiful things that are chiropractic or is chiropractic, whatever the correct grammar is there. Because, I mean, look, I mean, just a really quick example. You can be on the ground, you can be on a street, and you see a car drive by at 60 miles per hour. It's going fast. But then if you look up at the sky to an airplane that's going 500 miles per hour, it doesn't look like it's going that fast, right? But you don't have measures on either one of them. You're just looking from your own point of view and how you feel, right? And that's where those scans really come in. And one thing, too, that I think was pretty awesome to find out, at least for me, if you you don't know chiropractic, there's a technique or an approach called network spinal care developed by Donnie Epstein. It's pretty surreal. I was under network care for about a year with Dr. Levi Richards, and it was phenomenal. But one of the creators, founders, and now the CEO or president, Dr. David Fletcher, who is all about the science, all about looking at the red bars, the blue bars, the green bars, the rainbow graph, all these different things. He's a network spinal doctor. He practices net, he practices network, which is pretty pretty crazy, right? And even um, Dr. Knowles, I don't want to misspeak on Dr. Knowles, but Daniel Knowles, um, it would be awesome to have on the podcast. He takes x-rays and he's a network doctor. So it's super important, even when you're doing these more vitalistic approaches and uh, it's, it's all chiropractic care. So I don't want to say it's energy work, but these things that are a little bit mystical to yeah yeah but they look a little bit mystical to the naked eye um they're tonal approaches that are all moving uh interference off of the the nervous system and they're measuring it so um if those two are utilizing objective measures then i i really think there's there's no way to talk yourself out of it 
on a wall practice which if you don't know there used to be chiropractors that instead of payment plans or packages they would have a box on their wall by their front door and when people would leave they would leave whatever amount they thought was applicable that day and you may not believe this but there was a there were multiple in new hampshire actually i think seven figure practices that were box on the wall which is crazy to me but Yeah. Yeah, all power to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, too, it really makes people excited. Like that, to me, it's. I, I didn't expect that part when I started using CLA scans, but people were thoroughly excited to see. Their scans and some people like the first 12 visits we rescan and that it, it looks worse right their body's changing a lot their body's in whole new positions than it's never been in before so it's adapting to that and i let them know but they're like whoa like this is i didn't think it was going to change like i had a guy last week in the report and he's like so is this like proven like this is going to change and i was like you'd be the first out of so many for there to be not even change let alone drastic improvement in your scans. And so it just gives gives good backing. And I I don't think you have to use objective measures. Uh, 
I don't know if I'll ever not use objective measures. So I'm just a huge proponent of that. And at least using a posture screen app or even like an overhead squad or a gate, all those, just something so people can see progress and change as they're going throughout care. And you can measure function is, is one of the most important things. Yes, sir. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I, I can afford it. It's just not something I don't know if I want to use yet. And that's not like a flex that I can afford. I think it's like a $30 extra, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like to that just another Another huge prop to CLA is I like that you can, um, it's non-invasive. So we can do it every 12 visits. We can do it on a pregnant mom. We can do it on babies. It's it's not going to have any radiation or anything like that. So it's, it's a super, super cool piece with, with the CLA scans. Um, but, yeah. That's pretty funny. And it's 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 a game changer. I think we're not like <clears throat> I wouldn't say I'm chained to always using insight scans, but I, I don't really ever want to not practice with them. So and it's something it was so frustrating to find out that Parker at one point like you could use them in the you use them in the clinic. It's it's yeah, and it's it's just so so bonkers that yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. Which is incredibly subjective. <clears throat> it's like a fancy protractor. It's like a protractor. Protractor meets a compass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I still i I take range of motion, but I don't I don't get the inclinometers up. Um, I, I just do it because it's one of the fastest things people recognize. So it's a it's more for them to have an easy win versus let's change your HRV. Right, that's gonna take a while. So
that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Drives your results. That's if your result oriented practice and your result is the pop, then that's going to be the only thing. And I think, too, on top of that point, one of the best things I heard before opening, um, she doesn't really need the plug, but she slays the day. Dr. Lauren, I'd never say her last name right, Runswick. Um, I, I don't know if that was right. But she says a day podcast. Uh, it's a pretty good podcast. But it was her and Tony Abel talking, and she was just talking about how well the scans work, especially with wellness people that come in and they're like, "Oh, my shoulder's bugging me," or this and that. And then you rescan them if it's like the same day where they're coming in for a rescan, and you're like, "I know your shoulders hurt, but look how well your body is adapting. Like your shoulder's not going to hurt much longer, right?" Versus beforehand, this shoulder would have gone on for three, four, six months, but because your body's in such a good position and the interference is removed look at the emg look at the thermography there's no longer interference in your spinal cord your body's going to heal itself and so i think too just if you wanted to run a wellness practice um, it's another another huge attribute and it's, i think it should be noted we are not uh we're not sponsored by inside cla scans yet but so we're getting no no kickback from this we're not trying to uh you know, get a sponsorship or anything like that. We're just, I think, two two young docs that weren't aware. The only objective measure I was aware of in school, for the most part, was the Titron, which is for upper cervical, which if you're a Parker student, probably don't know about either, but super cool, um, super cool technology. Um, I would look into that as well. It's more for upper cervical care and tracing the pattern of someone's atlas, basically. I don't know if that will, so someone else can explain it a whole lot better. But there's, those, that was really the only one until I found out about the Insight CLA scans, and I was just floored. I was like, this, this is awesome.
that was fire. That's really cool. Yeah, screw those full spawn guys. Yeah, I, I'm full spawn diversified. So I, I was saying that about me. Uh, but yeah, this was this was good. This was good. Let us know for sure your thoughts on on this podcast. If you're curious what inside CLA scans are, send myself or Spencer a message. I will gladly walk you through. Uh, Spencer has all three. He's, he's got all three robots. I only have two of the robots. And so if you want to see all three, send him a message. But definitely let us know. What are you guys curious about hearing more of, uh, especially as two young docs that are not even six months into practice? Let us know what you want to hear about or more stories. Let us, let us know. We're, we're trying to give back as much as we can to you all. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the What Now Podcast, and we will see you next week.